Welcome to Flyover Conservative Podcast with David and Stacy Whited, where we break down current events and examine culture through the lens of conservative Christian values. Yay, welcome! We are so excited to be with you tonight. If you're new to Flyover Conservatives, our slogan is wake up, speak up, and show up. We all wanted President Trump to do 80 million things to save mm-hmm. our country. And what we've learned over these last couple of years, what we really need is 80 million of us doing one thing every single day to save our own country. Yeah, and somebody who's doing a great job of that, and we want to kind of point out because, you know, part of the wake up, speak up, and show up, it's like, okay, if you're watching the show, you probably, you probably got woke up. Uh, <laughs> now, now, speak up and show up. Here's where, here's where you can do it. A couple of things I want to kind of bring to your attention. Um, we're having an event in Kansas City, and we're yes. going to start doing this regularly. When we fly in uh, speakers, we're going to have Lord Logan and a lot of different people. Uh, we've done great deep dives in the past when they come into our our Studio B. Um, it's like, man, this is a great resource here. We're going to do something here in our local community. And so um, we're going to do a live uh, meet and greet. Uh, Book signing. You know, whatever. Question answer time. Is there a kind of deal to kind of benefit the community? Now, we are going to live stream it as well. So this will be on our Rumble channel on this day. So stay stay tuned for that. But if you would like to have information about coming in person, if you're in Iowa, Missouri, uh, you know, Kansas, any of these places you want to. Oklahoma. You wanna, Oklahoma, Nebraska, we'll let y'all come to. Uh, anyone where you know someone that is, just send us a text at 40509. Uh, send the letters KC. Uh, this is going to be a guy named Joe mm-hmm. Allen. He's he's uh, an AI expert. Um, um, he works with Steve Bannon. Yeah, part of Steve, Steve Bannon's war room. Um, this guy is really sharp. Uh, probably one of the brightest minds about how these technologies affect you, affect your life, and some of the scenarios mm-hmm. that may kind of play out and how you can be wise, work around it. He's going to have his book, book signing. You can take photos with him. You can take a photo with us. You can take a photo of yourself. Uh, <laughs> whatever you value, but come. With we producer got, Colton. Uh, yeah, we have free, producer Avery. Free taco bar uh, yep. there as well to the first 120 that show up, and then we're going to live stream it to people that are not in the area. That is one thing. Number two, I want to I draw attention to a, a gal named Alina Haba. If you don't know that she name, she is amazing. She, you'll see her a lot. She was about this far away from President Trump. You've probably his- seen her lately a lot. You know, obviously, President Trump has been on trial. <laughs> I've been on the stand, and she is just a little firecracker. She's a boss. She's she has a little of that. Remember when Kelly uh, Kaylee McEnany uh, was was the press secretary, and she just shredded uh, all of the the idiots yes. that asked dumb questions, the gotcha questions, mm-hmm. and she just like bloop. Um, that that's what Alina does. She's just amazing. And I want to draw attention to something. She basically got this position um, when she was you know kind of kind of working their way up in an interview. Uh, by basically by saying, say, you know, where do you stand on these issues? And because of her family's heritage and, and, mm-hmm. and escaping uh, uh, persecution and in, in, in coming to America, she understands what freedom's about. And she says, one of the things that makes me unique in this space is I would be willing to die for my faith. Ooh. I mean, she's she's not in this for like just playing around. She understands where we're at as a country. We got a chance to interview her when we were in Miami at the Doral event. Such a event. great interviewer. If uh, you are amazing. a follower of Jesus, she is a follower of Jesus, very outspoken um, as well about it and um, shares her faith. And she really does believe that this country is going to be saved. And she does believe that yep. President Trump is going to be a part of making that happen. And she's doing everything that she can on her part We just want to encourage you all. What we are doing right now is we are really praying for President Trump, 
for his family and for the people surrounding him, his attorneys. Uh, Christina Bob is another one. We've had oh. her on the show several times. Uh, she's also an attorney of President Trump's, and uh, and she's somebody that is also a believer, but she is working really hard to make sure that the truth comes to the surface. So we've got to put a, he- put a hedge of protection around them and be praying for and them. these folks value the prayer. They have intercessory prayer teams built up around them. They value that. Um, and in spite of Alina Haba being such a butt-kicking ninja when she's with the press, she's very light, a lot of yes. joy, um, fun uh, to, to have a conversation with, incredibly humble and incredibly smart. It's a great, great Definitely. combo. So so the president has great people around him doing a great job, but we need to uh, support him mm-hmm. in, in prayer that the Holy Spirit is in their meetings, that they have wisdom, that they see around quarters, they can anticipate uh, the plans of the enemy at, at every single uh, point. That's exactly right. This is going to be a great show tonight. I am so excited. We'll be right back. Well, Wesley and I got all in the Christmas spirit after decorating, and we decided to make a naughty and nice list. And Ooh. I have to say, Avery, you're doing quite well. Really? So we're trying to decide who all we're going to buy my pillow stuff for Christmas. You know, if you use promo code Flyover, you get up to sixty-six percent off when you go to mypillow.com. That's a great deal. Can't beat it. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Promo code Flyover. I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six-piece My Towels for only $29.98. Or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know my pillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm going to extend my money-back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to MyPillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you get our six-piece towels for only $29.98 or get your very own MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. You know, they say in life, it's not it's not what you know, but but who you know. True. And, and a lot of times, more importantly, it's who, it's who they know. And the world becomes pretty small if you realize you're only maybe three people away from you know the person that you're looking for and praying for in any kind of endeavor. And uh, we've had an incredible relationship with Dr. Michelle and Dr. Mark Sherwood uh, out of Functional mm-hmm. Medicine in Tulsa, Oklahoma. Um, have changed the trajectory of our lives in a lot of ways because they focus on health, getting people off of prescriptions that aren't necessary and get them actually living life to its fullest, looking at your hormones, your blood work and all these kind of things. I just want to throw this out there as an extra thing. If you're, if your doctor doesn't ask you how much sleep you're getting and water intake and ask you, you know, these key things, but before giving you a prescription medication, you probably don't have a doctor. You probably have a drug dealer. And so I, I hold their value in the highest esteem and they've helped us 
tremendously. But when you get to find out, you know, somebody who you respect, your mentor, you get to find out who do they respect and their mm-hmm. mentor, and you get to meet them. That's incredible. For the second time on the, the show, we've had the author of Fountain of Youth with Peptides. And so, I'll tell you, literally a medical book that is a page turner mm-hmm. by the one, the only, Dr. Edwin Lee. Yay! Welcome to the Welcome. show. Thank you for coming back. We enjoy it. Thank you, Danny Stacey. Glad to be back. Absolutely. So, you know, we did a show a while back. Well, you know how much we love peptides. We talk about them all of the time. Our flyover family hears about them a lot. Uh, but there was an article that actually came out in CNN, and I wanted to talk to you a little bit about it, talking about semaglutide. And that is a peptide that David and I have used um, that we've had great success with personally. Uh, but it said they took blockbuster drugs for weight loss and diabetes. Now their stomachs are paralyzed. So we're hearing about paralyzed stomachs. This came from CNN. Also hearing about like thyroid cancers and different things like that. So I, I, I wanted to bring it to you because you know all about peptides and you've had a lot of experience with it. So well, uh, he wrote the book. He wrote the book on peptides. Exactly. So I'd love to get your take on this and what's been your experience. Sure. Um, so first of all, I'm a board certified endocrinologist and I've been using um, basically semaglutide and it's uh, pre- um its relatives prior to that for close to probably probably 17, 18 years. Um, and uh, anyway, first started with Bieta and then Rosa and it advanced to now we have semaglutide. Uh, so there's other, others are out there. But uh, this is a little shocking, the CNN report. Um, it's a mystery. Um, we don't know why, you know, after stopping the medicine that her stomach didn't get better. Uh, unfortunately, it didn't, and uh, you know, I just pray that hopefully uh, her stomach will come back. Um, maybe she'll need some uh, other peptides to kind of help her um, for, with mo- with her uh, motility. But the FDA, as you know, we're going to be talking about so taking away some peptides. But it's a very rare thing, and you usually see like paralysis of the stomach in type one diabetics, um, and we're not quite sure if she has a history of type one diabetes. Um, and if she did, then there's, there's, there's always that risk of being a type 1 diabetic and you can get gastroparesis just from having that type of uh, condition. It damages your nerves, all that high sugar and the glycated proteins, and you can get nerve damage and you can have like paralysis of digestion. It's very hard to treat, but uh, it's unknown whether in that uh, report if she was a type 1 diabetic or not. Assuming she's not, uh, this is very rare, and usually you stop and things get better. But uh, unfortunately, um, some people, they just, when they take it, they're taking it for too long of a time. And when I tell them this is just a short-term cur- course to get you from point A to point B, and eventually will change your lifestyle and, and, and also increase your physical activity and, you know, reduce your calories, uh, you can keep the weight off. Now, um, it's really not to be used for long-term use. And that's the thing. Once you kind of hit closer goal, maybe you can wean it off and maybe just use it intermittently. Maybe use it once every three months or once every four months or just use it during the holidays. And then because, you know, from Thanksgiving to like Christmas, it's just like <laughs> everything falls apart. Yeah, Too many cookies and cakes and pies. So um, anyway, um, but with, there's another substitute that I like to talk about that you can use 
instead of semaglutide, and um, it's called CaloCurve, C-A-L-O-C-U-R-B. And this is something that you could go to their website and look up on. This is a company that's um, from New Zealand. They spent literally millions of dollars in researching this product. And I love the way that they uh, researched it. And number one is they were looking at the bitter. Bitters can cause weight loss. If you eat sugar, that basically causes weight gain. But if you have bitters, it just you just lose weight. That's been known for thousands of years. And so there's this uh, receptor that they found in the small intestine. And uh, they basically isolated this bitter receptor. And then they looked at thousands of natural molecules found in nature to see if it can activate this receptor. And it turns out that uh, there is a natural herb in um, New Zealand that basically activates this receptor. And then it tends, sends three peptide signals to the brain to cut down the appetite. Um, so it's like GLP-1, your natural GLP-1 can go up. And that's like semaglutide. Semaglutide is, you know, just... Um, exogenous GLP-1, but here you naturally secrete your GLP-1. And uh, if you take one to two pills, one to two hours before your two largest meal, it will cut down your appetite. And um, they did a study in humans, and they've noticed that average is like between like 20 to 25% of reduction of, of caloric intake. I've tried it. Um, I, I took like two pills before we went out, went out for dinner. I couldn't finish the, at the restaurant. It was just like, we'll just pack it up and um, I'll eat it the next day. So it's it's a natural way and it's not, an, and I don't see the side effects like uh, semaglutide can get like nausea and all that. So maybe there's, my wife has a little headache with this caliper, but it's tolerable. Um, and if you, if you, I think this is a natural way to help you lose weight. Uh, rather than getting on semaglutide. So if you want to try something different, you can try this new product called Calicurb. It's uh, It basically will send signals to the brain to cut down your appetite. Remember, you have to take it before you eat on the bottle. It says with or without meals, they're going to rechange the directions. Um, I met them in Houston, and I said, hey, your instructions are uh, incorrect. They go, we know. Uh, so they're, they're going to change that all out. But you have to take it before you eat. And if you forget, just put it on your phone, like uh, just, you know, a reminder, alarm, just ring, like at 4 yeah. p.m. Or, or 11 a.m., 4 p.m., just take your color curve and boom. Uh, this is a way, I think, a natural way to lose weight. And uh, where can, where can people the, get this, um, Dr. Lee? Where uh, do they get you this can get it through my office or through doctor's offices, but you can also order online. Um, and, um, you know, the price is actually what we offer is exactly on the line there too. So, um, anyway, uh, you can just look up, uh, C-A-L-O-C-U-R-B and uh, get it that way. We, we, we love your books. It goes through, there's 13 chapters and it goes through different, you know, uh, situations in people's lives that the peptides made a big difference where it came onto our grid is I was playing racquetball with my son and I was running backwards on the court and I felt literally felt like a guitar string broke is my calf muscle. I mean, literally it's like I fell to the ground. Uh, couldn't like standing, couldn't put any weight on my toes, anything that would cause that calf muscle to flex. Dr. Sherwood got me on, on a peptide called BPC one five seven. And it was just a little, uh, needle like, a for, you know, diabetic, like a insulin, insulin. 
the smallest little needle, a, a couple of injections of that straight into a couple of places in the calf. Within, I, I was originally diagnosed to be like a 12-week walking boot kind of situation. So I began direct injections with the BPC-157. Within like a day or two, I mean, it was much better. Within a week, you would have to look at my walk to see if there was a kind of a, a favoring one foot. And within two weeks, I was moving around like nobody would ever notice the difference at all. And so uh, I was like, wow, this is better than mm-hmm. a painkillers and ibuprofens or a surgery or a lot of things that would have been alternatives to block out the pain I was in. And the recovery was incredible with, with what felt like no downside. So it opened up, what are these things called peptides and what a better alternative to what I consider mm-hmm. the very uh, uh, harsh alternatives that 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 most people go through in a treatment on an injury like that. So unfortunately, on September twenty ninth, twenty twenty three, I think it was like five thirty p.m. on a Friday, the FDA just posted on their website um, twenty total twenty two peptides to um, banning compound pharmacies to make it. So uh, it's you can still get it, but uh, if we don't do anything about it um, within probably six months or, or maybe who knows exactly what time, uh, this will be history. We could talk about we used to have it, no longer we can get it. So uh, we, we have an option uh, to fight or just basically just, just hopefully someone else will fight for it, but uh, I think we... This is really a grassroots effort. I uh, formed this petition about three years ago. If you go to savepeptides.org, uh, very simple. You click on the petition, and it takes like 10 seconds to fill out your first name, last name, your uh, address. And uh, you can see we have already 5,410 signatures. If peptides have made a difference in your life, just put your first name, maybe your last uh, initial for your last name and put a little story of, of how peptides helped you. Uh, we're collecting all that. Um, so we're doing four things. Uh, we also need donations. So unfortunately on that link, um, we, we just don't know how to update this um, um, this petition, but uh, peptides.org on the very bottom is donations. And we really need donations because um, we're, doing four things that are really important. Number one is uh, we're filing a lawsuit to the FDA. Um, it will be filed in about two, two to three weeks um, in the District of Columbia. And uh, the FDA is basically violating all their rules that they put in. And there's supposed to be a certain way to basically uh, notify the compound pharmacies, have a discussion, and then eventually um, list these peptides um, on category two or category three. They, they didn't even uh, go around that. They, did, they just ignored all that. So there's an attorney that has sued the FDA and won eight times, and he believes that uh, depending on what judge he has, uh, there's a good chance that uh, we could put an injunction on the um, basically the FDA. Um, the problem, anyway, that's, so that's number one. So there, there is that thing. And number two, if you can save one compound pharmacy, um, and that is we're looking at Florida because we have a good chance in saving one compound pharmacy, and that's in Florida. And, and that is uh, 
Have you guys heard of, uh, actually, you know, everyone has heard is uh, Governor DeSantis, but have you heard his uh, Surgeon General, Dr. James Latipo? I've have seen him speak, of- yep, yeah. I've heard him speak. Uh-huh. Mm-hmm. Okay. He is an amazing uh, physician, Harvard trained, um, and he actually told DeSantis, he did his research, he goes, do not close Florida down. Um, he looked at all the data and says, do, do not close Florida down. So. Right now, they are basically redoing the compound pharmacy laws in Florida. Some laws are like over 100 years old, so they're revamping some. So if we can meet with uh, Dr. Joseph Latibo and also ho- hopefully Dr. Uh, actually Governor DeSantis and convince them, hey, we got to tighten these rules, got to protect us uh, from the FDA, the compound pharmacy from the FDA, then the state of Florida that compounding pharmacy can make all those peptides within that state and just ship within the state. And that's totally legit. Um, but they can't ship outside the state. Uh, but if one state wins, then Texas will probably follow. And then you can make, um, Arizona follow and then other states because it just takes one state. Uh, Missouri. Eventually yes. Momentum. Missouri's fighting for free speech, so maybe they'd be behind it on on yeah, this as, as well. For sure. What, what's, what's crazy when you look at the things that are are uh, green lighted and the amount of people with opioid addictions and mm-hmm. all the different you know uh, painkillers and all the things that are so uh, aggressive, um, the peptides are are kind of juxtaposition against that as such a a, a low risk, high mm-hmm. floor, low like a, a, a alternative. You know, we mm-hmm. then, and that's probably why they're under such attack. It kind of hurts. True, hurts business. Yep. So, flyover family, go to savepeptides.org. Again, at savepeptides.org. You can also go to dredwinlee.com. Dredwinlee.com. That's his practice there. You can get his book there as well as get the um, Cal O Curb there as well. So, Dr. Lee, thank you so much for your time. We really appreciate yep. it. Hey, friends. You already know the answer to this, but we'll ask you anyway. If you stay away from your favorite junk food for a month and then go back to supersizing it, will your health improve? Well, that's the thing about change. To change, we have to be as consistent as possible. And when we go back to an old habit, it's not the end of the world. We just get back at the new habit. Before you know it, real transformation is evident to you and others. That's why we offer a bunch of helpful bonuses when you subscribe to Kingdom Fuel. Kingdom Fuel is our complete nutritional meal shake. It's the simple start to a transformed life, and we'll auto-ship every month so you don't run out. You'll receive two free shaker cups, free access to our video courses, and a monthly call with us filled with practical inspiration. Just see the link below or on your screen and subscribe today. One of my favorite things about doing the Flavor Conservative podcast is the crazy range of people. That oh my we've, gosh! We, so we have the opportunity to talk to and interview that we've met. I mean, uh, and, and the interesting thing being us, we're kind of the center hub of a wheel. People that might not have even had a reason to be or known each together, other, or, or they would yeah. have dinner together, or they'd ever be at the same thing. You're like we're kind of the center because we kind of have a big range. Uh, for the conspiracy conversation, I did one of my favorite episodes ever. Uh, with, was called. The Chronicles of the Nephilim. Oh, it was and so good. It was so good. I had to read the book after that. It was based on, it's like fiction, but 
historical facts woven in, you know, so it's kind of a, you know, a great way to, to learn, uh, you know, about history, the Bible, these kind of things. And it's like the seed war all the way from Adam and Eve all the way till, you know, the future, maybe, you know, how that, however you look at all that. So just incredible, incredible stuff. Uh, today's guest, uh, wrote, that series. Uh, he's been involved in, in Hollywood. He's written movies starring Kiefer Sutherland uh, called To End All Wars. Just just at the top of his Brilliant career in, in every phase. And he's got a brand new piece of, of literature coming out that is hot. It's exciting. I can't wait to get a hold of it. Mr. Brian Godawa. Yay! <laughs> <laughs> I love it. I love it. Welcome. We are you, so excited. And to you have deserve every piece of applause you there do. is. Your you do. brilliant mind and in your way of taking things that are like, how do you describe that? And people spend their whole life talking about it, and you put it into the narratives and develop characters around it and help things understand. And it's again, Jesus used this technique to speak, and and he did it because there was just layers of meaning and these little, I call it truth grenades that you can kind of pull and throw into a situation, and they don't even go off in your head until later, and you're just a master at using story and truth to get across a point. Well, thank you very much. (laughs) Appreciate that. I loved it. I was telling you before we even started recording, I went on a long road trip, and I ended up listening to Chronicles of Nephilim, and you were actually the one that was reading the book, and you had all of these voices. It was so entertaining. It was like 11-hour drive there, 11-hour drive back, and I could not stop listening. I mean, yep. even when I got tired, you know, most of the time you're going to turn off an audio book when you get tired and you start singing or something to try to stay awake. I never got tired. I listened to it the whole way because it was absolutely incredible. I loved it. So we'll put a link to those interviews down below. That you can you can check those out, but I'm excited to hear about this new piece you've got coming out because I think it's surrounding a, a critical issue, this idea of can you defend your faith? And and put yeah, in novels. Definitely. Tell us about tell us about this book. Yeah, it's called Cruel Logic, the Philosopher Killer. And it's the first in a in a new series of standalone uh what I call them is theological thriller novels. That it's a very different genre than than all my chronicles. Um, I'm con- I'm going to continue to write more chronicles of the Nephilim and chronicles of the Watchers, etc. Uh, but I'm also now um, breaking out into some new pastures, as they say. And this theological th- thriller novel genre is it's literally like you know Silence of the Lambs, those kinds of stories. Because I wanted I, I want to deal with the problem of evil and the existence of God and the and um, human nature, the the real primal essence of human nature. These are issues that I think a lot about and struggle with a lot. And I think storytelling is a great way to actually embody that. And of course, there's no better genre for that dark exploration than the thriller. And when I say dark exploration, I don't mean uh, without redemption, because of course, you know, I all my stories that I write come from a Christian worldview. And I do seek to uh, have a rede- overarching redemptive uh, story to what's going on. But if we really want to face the evil that is going on today, we really need to face it squarely instead of putting our heads in the sand. And Cruel Logic is um, uh, one of my first, yeah, my first novels to really uh, aggressively deal with a sort of a modern day issue. We know that we have woke culture that has, you know, the uh, DEI, diversity, equity, and inclusion is a it's a great encapsulation of what has captured all of our major institutions, financial, government, yep. mm-hmm. business, education, right? And so um, Cruel Logic is a story that takes place, and it's in, in a woke university. 
And the essence of it is there's a, ser- a new, there's a new professor in the woke university and he's a serial killer. And um, the premise of the story is that um, this serial killer is actually an, a philosophy professor. And what he does is he captures university professors and he debates them and puts the debate on, he records it. And the topic of the debate is his moral right to kill them. So he'll say, you know, these are various professors, whether it's an evolutionary biologist or a, or a um, feminist theory or a queer theory person, all these various professors f- have to face him and they have to give him, he, he says, look, if what you say is true about reality, then give me one valid reason why I should not kill you and I will let you go. And he dis- dismantles the various uh, philosophies. And it's not just, a, he's not just making a, a moral point there. Of course, the story goes into a, a deeper, richer underlying tone that, that he's uh, wrestling with the uh, cop and the psychiatrist who are tracking him down. But nonetheless, that's the sort of hook to the story. And, um, be- and the reason why I came up with that was because for many years ago, I've always been in love with apologetics and philosophy mm-hmm. and such. Mm-hmm. And so I just felt, I, I heard this one old um, uh, uh, apologetics guy named um, Walter Martin many, many decades ago, and he was telling the story, and he was frustrated as he was talking to an atheist, trying to explain to the atheist that, I know you have morality, but your atheism doesn't provide you a foundation for, mor- mm. for your morality. And he'd go, what are you talking about? I believe in morality. And he got so frustrated with him that he finally said, Walter said to this guy, okay, look, it's 1940s Germany. I'm a Nazi uh, commandant, you know, uh, at a camp. You're a Jew. And I'm pointing a Luger at you right now. Give me one reason why I shouldn't kill you. And that was, that was what he, he came up with. And I never forgot that for many years. And so it was years ago. This novel has been years in the coming. Years ago, I actually had written a screenplay in Hollywood because I was trying to get it made as a movie. And I wasn't able to do so over, over the years. In fact, I even made a short film of one of the scenes from the movie. And as an Easter egg, if you go to my website, gadawa.com, you can find that, that short called Crew Logic and you kind of, kind of get a feel for okay. what, what the scene of the serial killer is all about, right? And so all this stuff is percolated in my mind. And then now we come to the last five or six years where the wokeness now has become really the monster of our culture. Yeah. But where did it begin? Where did it begin? Well, if you examine it philosophically, there are many great authors, James Lindsay, Christopher Rufo, um, Heather McDonald, these people, uh, uh, Douglas Murray, they talk yeah. a lot about the origins of wokeness. And it's not just some fad, it's rooted in, in a history back, from back in the 60s, etc. But here's the, here's the deal. I, you know, the, the essence of cruel logic is ideas have consequences. And as I mm. uh, deal with this university, this serial killer is killing these people. He's making some kind of a point. They're trying to figure out what's going on. And at the same time, there is a, uh, a, an evangelical Christian who goes to the freshman first year, just a typical evangelical guy, nothing special about him, but he gets caught up in the wokeness, in the social justice that a lot of Christians are even getting caught up in. And, and I wanted to deal with this notion that we hear about today called Christian deconstruction or Christian deconversion. It's very popular. 
a lot of you know uh, pat Christian pastors and musicians and celebrities have lost their faith and are talking about it. Well, look, that's nothing new, obviously, but that's what they're calling it nowadays. So I felt, you know what, this is relevant, and I believe it's because our Christianity has become very weak and. And we're not equipping the body of Christ to really deal with these wow. serious, hardcore issues. Then they go to college and they mm -hmm. lose their faith. And so I wanted to, to uh, also examine that kind of a journey in the midst of this college where student protests are rising up, yeah. the violence level is getting high, all while this is all going on at the same time. So that's, that's the sort of big picture of what the novel is about. But I'm trying to deal with this deeper issue of um, what is the ideas have consequences. And if you get rid of Western civilization in our society, like the colleges do, yeah. what is the natural consequence of that? You you're getting rid of the moral foundation that gives you a, uh, order in society. And without that, what does it lead to? It leads ultimately to chaos and destruction. So that's kind of the heart and soul of, wow. of what, the, what the book is really dealing with. And it's, it's a major problem, you know, today where families are sending their kids to college um, and the kids don't necessarily know how to defend their faith. And then they come home semester or a year later, um, yeah. very confused, you know, and I think yeah. this is extremely important. What are you hoping that people gain, Brian, when they read this book? After they, after they get done with this, what are they, what are you hoping they walk away with? Well, I want them to get a real sense of the, well, <laughs> I want them to get an appreciation for uh, worldviews and philosophy and ideas. Not everybody is into that stuff and the abstract argumentation and all that, which is one of the reasons why I put it in the context of an entertaining story that I think you'll, you'll appreciate, even if you're not into philosophy, mm -hmm. right? But I think it, you'll help, you'll, it'll help you to discover how important ideas are, that they really do have consequences. And so we need to examine our own and make sure with, that we could defend our beliefs if our life depended on it, so to speak, right? Um, but also to, to, I wanted to capture the essence of the wokeness that's going on here. And now keep, so that people can understand what, what is really going on. Because as much as I see a lot of it in the news, I understand not everyone's, not everyone's up on everything that's going on because there's a lot yeah. of things going on in the world. So I wanted to capture what is that culture like that, that we're sending our kids to and they're coming yeah. back hating their parents, yeah. hating Christianity, hating Western civilization. I want to capture what, what it looks like. And in fact, I was, I was so set on making it accurate that I've, I've actually put some footnotes in the book because a lot, all the incidents that are happening on campus, whether it's the BLM riot or Antifa protest um, or the students protesting against the teachers, mm -hmm. all that stuff is going on in there. But I rooted it all in actual events that have been occurring in the last five years. So wow. the, the, the story, though it is fictional, it's actually rooted in real-world events. So this will give you a, a, sort of an insider's eye into that world if you haven't been there. That's good. And will help you see what's going on so that you can um, come to understand the enemy. Because if you don't understand the enemy, then you're not going to be able mm -hmm. to defeat him. I thought of probably five people just while we're talking that I would like to get this Me book too. for. Uh, that'd be a, just a, a a great gift. I know I know Matt Thayer of Sparrow Pictures. Yes, uh, he's a fan of your work and he's he's mentioned it before. Uh, JM, our sound guy that did all yep. the panels, he would you know people that I respect and are are, are great thinkers. 
Um, I think I we'll could all think of it, some college students enjoy that we this know book, but it'd be a great gift for people like that. Yeah, that that went to college and are confused still today. This this would be a really good. So we're now into November and headed towards Christmas. Yeah. You know, uh, if you don't want to be scrambled around or you're walking through Mardell's or something, you know, the day before and like, well, my nephew like, and I don't even know this stuff. Uh, this would probably be a good time to uh, do future you a favor. Yes. Because when future you is sitting there on December 20th, you're like, oh, thank you past me for, <laughs> for making my life easier right now. Uh, this is how my brain works. Uh, we, you know, we, we set out our vitamins and stuff the night before, and I wake up in the morning. I'm like, thank you last night, David, you know, for running the dishwasher. And, exactly. And, and so getting I, the coffee yeah. ready. Getting the coffee ready. You know, yeah. thank you last night, David. Uh, but this is a way you can currently bless your future self by having a, something knocked off the list that I guarantee uh, this guy's got an incredible track record with incredible work and and uh, has thought through these topics. There's an interview I saw with you. I think it was with King's College, like. 13, 14 years ago, wrestling with some of these topics that people are yeah. still chewing on, bones were still chewing on, and your your ability to bring out fresh perspectives in a way that just just sort of puts the idea out there and you're like, oh, I'd never thought of that. Versus a lot of people just want to hit punch you in the mm-hmm. face with an idea. Um, you sort yeah. of put them out there and you make it easy to to mm-hmm. to gobble up. That that's because I as a Christian, I I do care about the meaning and purpose behind stories. But I don't value the message any more higher than I value the craft. And I believe that it, uh, a story must be entertaining or it's not going to sell mm-hmm. and I'm not going to write it. Mm-hmm. So I equally value the meaning and I equally value the message. And I think we need to tell, we can tell great stories and meaningful, deep stories without making them preachy propaganda. And of course, you know, a lot of that goes on on both sides in this world. But that's been my goal, and and to is to to tell entertaining stories, but also have a, a real deep heart and soul and mind to them as well. I love it. Where's the best place for people to pick up this book? Uh, exclusively on Amazon, but you can get it in paperback, Kindle, audiobook, and I'm going to have a large print edition available within the week. Hey, sweet. hey, that's awesome. That is great. And then I was just noticing here, when people go to your website, they can actually register for a newsletter. Uh, Tell us about the newsletter. Thank you for that. I always forget to say that, but yeah, definitely sign up for the newsletter. I try to keep emails to a minimum. I don't give your emails out to anyone else. Um, But the point is, is that you can get discounts and deals before other people do, or sometimes I don't offer them to other people. And you'll certainly get all the inside information on um, my novel series and new things that are coming up and free articles that I write, et cetera. So there's a lot of great, helpful information. And like I said, I try to keep that in emails to a minimum because I know what it's like to get a ton of emails from, you know, a bunch of sources you signed up for. Sure. So go to G-O-D-A-W-A. So if you're just listening, it's G-O-D-A-W-A dot com. Brian, thank you so much for joining us today. We really appreciate your time. And thank you for coming out with something that is so important in our world today to help us be prepared of how do we defend our faith. It's so good. Thank you so much. All right, let's get our stuff together here. Hi, I'm David Whitey. <laughs> <laughs> If we could skip the hi, my name's David part, because that's where I kind of tend to derail. Hi. But I did good. See, look. First thing says, say your name. Say your name. Say your name, David Whitehead.
Have you been wondering what to do with the spare time you have on Saturday mornings? Have I got a way for you to fill that time? Not cleaning your garage, folding your laundry, or doing something with yourself. Filling your head with worthless information about what may or may not have happened 5,000 years ago. Have you ever wondered about ancient civilizations or about chemtrails in the sky? Or have you ever had a friend at, at school talk to you about friend at school? <laughs> <laughs> Some days when you're sitting there with your lunch pail, you're talking to your friends at school, they, they bring up your flat earth, and you think it's a flat I don't know if your flat earth is flat or not. I don't know alligators are angry because they got all those teeth and no toothbrush. And it's all true. And we talk about it every Saturday. <laughs> we talk about Rubik's Cubes and stuff. <laughs> we like to have conversations with people that have made documentaries, written books. Oh, this is terrible. I can, like, feel myself hating watching this later. Okay, give me a swoosh. Let's do this thing for real this time. Bye. Got a show for you. <laughs> my, my, hang on, my, my eyes red now. You won't be able to tell in there. Peter can fix it. He can run it through a filter. Can he run it through the Brad Pitt filter and get rid of the, my red eyes? Oh, I'm probably doing the world a disservice. Are you having a hard time sleeping at night thinking, what am I going to do about my finances? You know, times are really changing. They're changing fast. Let me give you a quick example of how in 1920, if you had a $20 bill and one ounce of gold, you could go into any men's clothing store and buy an entire suit. Wow. The, the jacket, the shirt, the belt, shoes, the whole bit. Today, that $20 bill, what's it going to get you? Not much. Maybe the socks, maybe a <laughs> handkerchief, but the one ounce of gold could still buy you the entire suit at any men's store in America. That's the difference. That's what inflation does to your dollar. It's a deflating dollar caused by inflation. Now, today, that's happening faster than ever. You need somebody that you trust that can help get you out of a fake currency and into something that's going to keep you safe. And we know a guy that has two PhDs by the name of Dr. Dr. Kirk Elliott. We have known him for over 25 years, and he's someone we completely trust. You need somebody that you can get a hold of, somebody that's going to be there for you to get back out of it, and then maybe back into the stock market, maybe back into something else when things settle down. But right now is not that time. You need somebody that you trust and somebody you can call and make those worries go away. That's exactly right. So you can go to flyovergold.com. Dot com, fill out your information for your free consultation, or you can call 720-605-3900. Do it today. You'll be glad you did. Yeah, we talk a lot in this podcast about the importance of personal responsibility. We're in yep. a season where you gotta you gotta own your own health care. You can't be like, well, my doctor said this. Like, fact check him yourself. Look True. at it. Do you know what you're taking? Do you know why? You know, um, do you have a plan to get off of that eventually? Like, what's your? Are you owning this yourself? Are you owning your children's education? Are you owning your faith? Are you mm -hmm. taking personal responsibility for your finances? You know, and your connection to the dollar. Like all of these things that maybe you could put on autopilot in the past. You you've got to do yourself. The other thing you got to do beyond that is. We're alive in a really interesting time where the stuff best time to be alive. is happening at a faster rate, more information coming to you than ever. And it's, it, it, again, the picture is like, if you were, if you were at the mall and there was a shooting, like, what's your role? You can't be like, well, I don't know. I didn't see anything. If do you have, do you have military background? You probably should be engaged. Do you have a, a phone? Can you communicate? Mm -hmm. Did you see what, like, what do you bring to the table and how are you contributing it to the solution? Mm -hmm. You know, we say on this show, wake up, speak up and show up. Well, you're awake. Yep. 
And then speak up and show up. Are you using your skills? Are you bringing something to the table? Our next guest is doing that, took all of his skills and abilities. God's, God's gifted him in ways that I can't even imagine to be able to do a very specific thing, which is tell stories, tell the truth, and be the tip of the spear, a battering ram against darkness, using those skills every single day. And he's the best example we could ever have on the show of somebody who's doing just that, waking up, speaking up, and showing up. He's done all three. Now he's doing it for the world. The one, the only, Mr. Sean Hibbler. Yay! Thank you. Thank you. Thanks so much. Thanks for having me back, guys. I appreciate it. I love your audience. Love the show. So thank you again. Absolutely. We love your documentaries. Man, you have done such an incredible job. How many of you have done so far? <laughs> I don't know. Maybe 20. <laughs> wow. It, it, it's, a, it's a lot of work. You're you're driven like like none other to to get the message out there. And you're, you're running in great circles. You know, I know you do production work for people that are household names, you know, Eddie Bravo and different people that the kind of circles that you, that you run in, you know, um, it would be very easy for you to take those and say, just what would be the, the the best way for me to monetize these with getting the least amount of grief? And you sort of have gone the, the opposite way on both of those fronts, you know, and, and you say, okay, I'm not going to be controlled by any outside entity. I'm going to use the skills God's given me in this moment. You know, maybe you could be a Spielberg in the future or something else when things are different, but like right now you are, are all in all in mm-hmm. on telling the truth to save lives. And in fact, you have uh, put together um, a piece, a 15-minute, like Maui in 15 minutes, what actually happened in Maui. We watched it. Sean, we were blown away. You know, it was August that this all went down, but it's completely fallen off the news, news cycle. And I think it is important for people to be aware that this is what's going on in Maui. We want to play a little clip from it so people get an idea, and then we'll tell everybody how to find it. I've been in this business for 30 years. I'm stunned, but I'm not surprised. The dots are connecting. And coincidence seems to be the story here, right? But the true story, the media knows it is not allowed to tell. But I can. Is it a coincidence that the Maui police chief is the same man who was in charge in Las Vegas during that massacre that killed 58 people? Is it a coincidence that the Maui property, owned by million and billionaires, wasn't touched by the flames while homes of the locals all burned? Was it a coincidence that the flames traveled across hundreds of feet of pavement and crossed a four-lane highway with emergency shoulders to jump into the ocean and then burn all the boats? Was it a coincidence that the largest system of outdoor emergency sirens in the world never made a sound as the fire devoured Lahaina? Was it a coincidence that at the same time, very same time, all the water was turned off? Was it a coincidence that police were ordered to block off streets and to funnel all the cars trying to escape onto one road where that firestorm incinerated entire families? How about the coincidence that the governor of Hawaii, Josh Green, just weeks before that inferno, signed a pledge to the UN's 2030 Agenda of Sustainable Development, pledging to eliminate emissions. Weird. And think about this coincidence. That governor also signed an emergency proclamation on July 17th, three weeks before the fire, about housing of all things, and suspended seven state statutes protecting historic preservation laws, removing all of the red tape when it comes to building infrastructure. Coincidentally, that emergency proclamation also suspends previous building laws and gives the governor some magic wand power to appoint a housing czar to rule on the island's redevelopment. 
Is it a coincidence that the government put up a black fence around Lahaina? Or that the FAA grounded all drones from flying over the affected areas? Is it a coincidence that since at least 2011, there have been plans to make Maui the first smart city run by 100% renewable energy? And that coincidentally, two of the three largest landowners on Maui are BlackRock and the U.S. government, and that both are part of the U.N.'s agenda? It must be a coincidence then that the locals whose homes did not burn are now being evicted from their property. And of course, a total coincidence that all the fact checkers who are checking these facts, who say everything I just told you is just a coincidence, are also owned and run by BlackRock. Thank goodness none of these coincidences is connected. Sean, that's a lot of coincidences. As we go through this, you know, what, what did you learn from this? And what made you even decide to, to put this together? Well, I, what I learned the most from this is that they, I went back in time. They've been doing this direct energy weapons for a long time. This is not new technology. This is technology from the old world. We can get into that later. Um, but why I put this together, besides the uh, reminder from the wife to go make something, <laughs> taking a little bit uh, break in between these films here. But I go, you know what? Let's, you know, I, I've done this for so long on YouTube, uh, the beginning stages of my life of doing these types of videos. It was always a quick free, free videos on YouTube, you know, and that's how I build my audience. And since I've been making feature films and traveling and, and, and working my butt off, you know, making this a full-time career, I, I forgot about that. Right. Mm -hmm. So I said, you know what, what can I do? I can't, I don't have the time to do an hour and a half documentary on Maui, which it deserves because I'm already in the process of Old World Order, my new film. So, uh, you know, I just been every night, I'm up till two, three in the morning, just trying to figure out something, collect stuff. Uh, I had so much more footage that would blow your mind, but I got, I wanted to keep it in a, actually, originally it was 10 minutes. It was Maui in 10, <laughs> but uh, there was just a few more things. I'm like, yeah. oh, man, I have, I have to add this. And um, actually the part you showed was recommended by the wife. I, I, I pull that out of a, you know, I search and, and do stuff and like stuff and have my own library for videos to use. And I totally forgot about that one. So thank you know, shout out to Victoria, the mm -hmm. wife for that, because she's like, Hey, what about that lady that I'm like, Oh yeah. I'm like, all right, no more Maui and 10 Maui and 15. And um, I extended <laughs> it more. Well, I'm just saying I extended it more, yeah. uh, you know, it's just each minute, two minutes could take another week or two. I, I, so I said, okay, let me release this. So the public has something to share before they take it down. And luckily they haven't taken it down. But what I've noticed, of course, good old people at YouTube. Um, and I've noticed this for, for years now, but now it really stands out. Uh, and I'm not a view whore by any means, but it's one of these things where <laughs> you know, I get tw I get 23, 24,000 views in a few days, mm -hmm. and the last two days it hasn't moved. Like, it's not even possible right. for something to be building up, build especially when I'm getting texts and DMs mm -hmm. from people or B-rated yeah. celebrities, whatever you want to call them. Hey, man, we saw that. We're sharing it. I'm like, oh, you're sharing it or something. Well, I was like, going to say Penn. that. BJ Penn shared it. If you're getting all these celebrities to share it, how is it still st yeah. like, still there? I was going to say that because I, when yeah. we watched it, I, I, I was thinking, I got to send it to this person, I got to send it to this person, I got to send it to this person. So not even celebrity sharing, but even people, onesie, yeah. twosie. Now. Well, you're I mean, like, a, you're like a, a F-level celebrity. 
no, G. C level, C level. Come on, C, C, C. Hey, we're 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 living in a, a truther type of world now. We're we're setting the foundations for that moving forward. So she's there, and so are you. Yes. So. Yeah, you're you're famous in in our family. There you go. My family knows you're me. like top That's three. True. That's true. Yeah. yeah. So I I mean there is no reason it shouldn't be moving. And Flavor yeah. Family, I highly recommend going and watching the full 15 minutes. I mean it's only 15 minutes, and you got so much information in there. You can go to YouTube. You can go to Rumble. You can go to um, uh, what's it called? Rockfin. 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 Yeah. Rockfin's a great mm-hmm. spot. You know, they can go there and watch those for free. You did this as like a gift to the world, which I think is un- is unbelievable. But uh, Rockfin is a place where a lot of content that again is banned, not available on on YouTube, is there. And there's a lot of other content creators there. It is subscription based, yeah. but you put it on Rockfin as a free view as well. Yeah. Yeah, shows yeah. your heart. Yeah, and I'll, I, I'll always continue to do stuff like that. And that's why every time, because in terms of business now, people like, hey, man, let's, you know, let's talk business. How's your business doing? How are your films doing? I start explaining my process and they're like, wait a minute. When you make a feature film that you worked all year on and, and you spent most of your own money, because I do have fundraisers for stuff, but that doesn't cover everything. So they go, when you release your film, it's free? I go, yeah, usually a few weeks later, yeah. So I'll put on my website and the film's website in 4K, you know, to go rent it. Yep. So hopefully I can pay, pay my bills that month. But then right away, I put it on YouTube, Rumble, Rockfin. Actually, no, not Rockfin. YouTube and Rumble, I'll put it on for free in standard def. And people are like, hey, what kind of business strategy is that? I go, look, man, the truth is not business for me. I go, hopefully Amen. people support. Hopefully people support me when it's time so I can continue but it's always going to be free. Always. And it's like one of those things like, uh, you know, you hear these stories. We were part of it one time in, in, in Redding, California. Somebody bought the coffee for the person behind them at, a, I think it was a Dutch Bros. Yep. And uh, the, the news ended up coming out because it went on like eight hours. Everybody paid for the coffee for the wow. person behind yeah. them. And it's like, you know, turn off the news and you actually interact with People real humans. Really good. They're, they're They're pretty good and yeah. they recognize value. And you're not asking something for nothing. You're offering like flame and yawn, like incredible product for like, hey, give me a dollar, you know, uh, $2. You know, we ta- I want to talk about your flame and yawn Nick's thing oh. because we watched the trailer to Old World Order that's oh going to be coming out in 2024. And we were like, I want to see it now. I mean, it is so good. In fact, let's play the trailer. Let's play, let's, let's play the trailer for it because people have got to see this. History is written by the victors. So what if the victor story is fabricated? What if the story they gave us all about our recent past was nothing short of a complete lie? For far too long, humanity has relied on the Board of Education to receive its official history narrative. The problem is, is their narrative makes absolutely no sense. There are giant mistakes in the timeline that show us all. Not only did they lie, but they hid the previous civilization from us with no mention of our ancestors looking a little different. Traveling with no issues, doing it all in style and efficiency with beautiful architecture that we can't rebuild today. Powered up cities, riding around on their advanced technology. Advanced technology? Wait, I thought the 1800s into the early 1900s were a bunch of idiots riding around on horse and buggy. Because when you look back and do a little research, it's obvious. This old world was discovered and then destroyed, resurfaced, and populated. They torched every city across the plain. Nothing new under the sun. Rockefeller flooded your brain with lies. Use your head. Think about your family tree and how it all began. Old world order. 
Visit OWOFilm.com for more information. to okay, watch that and he's now. showing us that okay so check this out flyover family this is t- on top of each other on top of each other on top of each other what is below the surface oh my gosh oh that's that is such a great point and um you know i've always seen these you know people talk about bud floods or this and that you see uh, these pictures of like in, like you know in moscow you know those buildings and it's like these beautiful architecture and then people driving around on on horse and buggies and these old photos and it's like you're the streets made of dirt. How would you build that? That's odd. You know, there's no electricity well, and, and you got this, not, but all the people are living in these little shacks or on the hill and everything. It's yeah. Like even, you said, nothing's right. pavement or anything around him. It's all as far as you can see, yeah, just kind of what? And then yeah. you kind of go on to the next thing. Cause I don't have somebody like Sean to break it down. Yeah. Thank you. Um, for me, it's, it's, you know, I've known about this for years. Um, but because of the last couple of documentaries and the topic, I was focused so I didn't go outside of my path, but now that I'm <laughs> I'm on that path, it's uh this is the most <sighs> groundbreaking uh, discovery I've I've ever been a part of. Really, I mean, knowing that the Earth is not a spinning ball is huge for me. But this is like this all ties in. This is all, you know, this means, and it sounds far fetched, guys, and flyover crew and audience, but this would mean. That our previous civilization, the ones that were just here before us, okay, not the the Western and Indians and pilgrims, and that means all that's made up. That means that even like our presidents in the beginning stages, uh, th- these are all stories, and they took these stories and they pushed it in these indoctrination caps in the late 1800s, early 1900s, when everyone started populating the America. They made sure that the kids were coming in in incubators. I'm sorry, um. The incubator babies were coming in. The Cabbage Patch babies, if you remember, were coming in, being bought and sold. Mm-hmm. Um, and the uh, the uh, the um, what do they call it? The, the trains coming in, right? The orphan trains. Mm-hmm. And people don't realize that once you do your family tree, I don't care if it's a paid one or free. You ain't getting nobody pe- before eighteen fifty. And we've we've asked so many different people of different cultures, different different ethnicities to to do that. In the process, and they all come back with no, no one. There's no one before 1850. It seems like what? So, yeah. Well, here's the thing: it, was our great great grandma or something? Were they all incubator babies? Were they all cabbage patch babies? Were they all bought and sold? Were they all? Uh, was it all uh, artificially populated? These cities. And as I'm researching and looking, I go, wait a minute. I grew up with the Chicago Fire, meaning. Our, I grew up in Chicago, so our schools, our city, our suburbs know, we all know about the Chicago fire back in the, what was it, 18-something, right? Mm-hmm. We all knew about that. We were taught that. But we never heard about our neighbor's fire, St. Louis. We never heard about the San Francisco fire, the two of them. We never heard about Portland. We never heard about uh, every city in America and possibly the world. You could type into Google and type in Great Fire. And you will find it every single time. So what I look at, I go, wait, what? how did every city have a major fire that took all these buildings out? Like, okay. Then I look and I go, wait, what was World War One? What was World War Two? I start going deep. And I go, I think a lot of this has to do with these structures, these, these ancient buildings that they don't want here anymore. They don't mind to have a state office here, a, um, you know, a museum here, because... 
they can fool the people with that. It's like, yeah, this is a cathedral. That, that's all. We built it uh, a while ago. Just just say your prayers. And then the other ones, you know, it's like, yeah, this is a dinosaur museum. We swear, like, we built it for this reason. Yeah. Makes absolutely no sense. And in this film, I'll give you a, a small spoiler. Um, me and a uh, YouTube channel, uh, I call him the rookie of the year in this topic. Is It's my lunch break is the YouTube channel. He does real quick videos. Okay. And on this topic, he's awesome. It's that's why it's called my lunch break. It, take your lunch break and watch it. Um, uh, but Kenny, Kenny's in Chicago. I was like, okay, I got to go out there for a wedding. Two birds, one stone. Boom. I went out there to film him. And I'm like, you know, we did the interview style stuff in front of some of these um, structures. And I go, hey, man, I'm like, we got a little extra time. Let's go into some of these buildings and see see what happens. See, see what we can do. And uh, again, I won't give away everything. But let's just say that the employees at these museums woke up on camera because they couldn't answer anything. I mean, who built this? Well, we're not sure. What was the construction company name? Well, we have no idea. Okay. Where's your manager? What do you mean? You don't know. We're doing a documentary on this building. Okay. We want to know who built it. How many people did it take to build? Were they experienced? Um, um, how'd they get the materials back in? I think the building was that we were at was like, Actually, it says founded, which most buildings do on purpose, because they did find it. It's free, free building, free mason, <laughs> free, ma- free, free mason, free masonry. Oh, so one of these things, I go, okay, if if it was founded in 1892, let's just pretend it said built, like a lot of them do. Where do they get the materials from? Then we look and see where this limestone material was back then. Where was that at on Earth? Well, it's 800 miles away from that destination. Okay, 800 miles away. On donkey, on horse, how many? How they get it there? How many? How many gallons of water every day does that horse need? But the problem with I have the most about all of this because I can go on this topic for hours, guys, and we don't have the time. Is the timeline? They'll tell you and the public, and these are newer inserts in Wikipedia. I wonder why. That oh, this giant temple oh was built in 1892. It took one year. I'll repeat that. It took a year. It would take us 30 years today, but we couldn't even redo it. We don't even know how to do it. A year before power tools with horse and buggy, it took them a year. Again, it's uh, it's nonstop, guys. Every single state office building, huge old world, you know, limestone looking. Oh, my God. Who built this? You go inside. You're like, Jesus, what is going on? Then you go next door to Starbucks and you're like, what is this shit? (laughs) This is we're we're evolving. Oh, what do you mean we're evolving? We can't make this. And then you look back and they they already they had electricity. They had technically free energy. They had uh, pulling energy out of the ether that was coming down into their temples, those those long antennas. It was pulling the ether down, channeling it in the building, and they were playing organs for your organ. They were cleaning the human spirit, body, connecting the community. Everything was in harmony. And, and the uh, empire before us used to talk about this. And I, I know people say, oh, Tartaria, this is just one part of the pie but this is a good referencing point to look at the tartaria the last civilization and in my opinion they're 15 20 feet tall humans before us they were just here so rockefeller comes in and says look we got to bury this we got to torch all this stuff our new generation that we're building here in america cannot know about any of this so what can we do torch all these cities keep a few of them up you know we'll turn them into churches or something but in the process create indoctrination camps uh create a population they populated every city in my opinion and you'll see it in the film and uh basically they taught them the rockefeller way the way that we still are taught today a globe 
uh, horse and buggy, Western, Pilgrims, Columbus, all this crap, none of it's real. And people can't understand that. It, their whole history, their whole life, their whole up to this point, what I thought everything was is a lie. You know, I, I can't help you if you can't admit that, you know, you don't know anything. And we have to figure this out ourselves because to trust Rockefeller, to trust big anything, pharma, big, big tech, big anything, yeah. it's 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 ludicrous at this point. These right? are all I mean, things you, you hear reference from like time to time. You know, I'll hear stuff and it's like, <laughs> I've never seen it all put together. I, I just come across a lot of isolated like, oh, that's an. That's an odd thing, mm-hmm. but it's but it's it's not connected to anything else, and it's like that's just fascinating. How does that happen? And so putting this all together, I, I tell you, if you're watching this, Flyover Family, and you're like, that sounds crazy. I don't believe it. How many things do you know as a fact right now you wouldn't have believed three years ago? True. You know, how many Great things question. right now that you like that you are talking to your friends at the water cooler about, and you're like, did you know this? Did you know this? And they're like, I didn't know that. Like. It's easy to hide history when you can come right on. Uh, Gavin Newsom said the other day, we handled COVID better than anybody. California thrived financially, and I gave all control to, to the, the lowest level. I gave all control to the schools. I gave all control to the local municipalities. So everybody chose their own path. There was no there was no overreach Lies from the state. In, in a short period we of allowed time. more freedom than any state in, in the country mm-hmm. without even blinking. I'm like... And, and this isn't a world of video and, and where, you know, you can pull up his interviews and you can, you can see them chasing a, a, a guy on a paddleboard in the, in the yep. water, you know, it's like they were, they were so on lockdown. So, you know, they can change the narrative in five seconds. And so mm-hmm. it's interesting to see what could be done when there's less documentation around and uh, a guy like you to come along and, and find all these pieces and put it together with your unique gifting. And Sean, it's not done yet. And uh, you're looking for donations to get it done, you know? And so because yeah, you, I, you're going to have to I, fly out and do the interviews, you're going to have some more things you got to do to make this happen. So you need some finances and you don't charge for, you know, when it's done. So uh, what do people need to do to be able to help so we can get this out in 2024? Sure. Yeah. OWOfilm.com. You'll see the donate now link there. Um, or if you're already a part of fundraiser, you just type in old world order. You'll see it. Uh, this is basically to help. This isn't all the funding for a film. Um, but I'm not the type of person that's, you know, I talk to directors, producers of films all the time and they're like, what, what what's your starting budget? A million. I'm like, what, what are you talking about? <laughs> I'm like, Oh yeah. 15. Uh, I'm asking for 15. I'm like, is that going to cover even your hotels? I'm like, relax. I'm like, I can cover some of this on my own. I don't need, I'm not going to ask for that much money. It's the 15 is just going to help with flights and, and, and hotels and car rentals. The, the stuff I have to do for boots on the ground. But I want to, again, drone operators. Uh, I want to get on top of these buildings and see these structures and do things that no one's done before. And unfortunately, it's not free. So what I offer really, really for your audience or anyone, period, is if they give a $10 donation, you're going to get a free 4K premium copy of the film when it's out. And if you donate $20 or more, you're going to get Old World Order in 4K. You'll get Level With Me in 4K and Fluvid 19 in high def. So you'll get three films for your $20 donation because I'm the type of person, man, I- I'm just not one to be like, yeah, hit the donate button and thanks. Have a good day. Like, I can't do man. that. There's always- go to my website. Go to, go, go to my website. You'll see all my films. It's like, yeah, you get something in return is my point. I've been to websites where it's like, and not, no offense, but you know, there's like a donate button, PayPal, 10, 20, 50. I'm like, yeah, I'll help. But it's always nice to be like, I just got something in return. So 
basically, if you want to help me out, you don't have to go to World Order to donate. You, you can, but you can always just go to the website and find a couple things you like. And that's your donation towards the film. It still goes into my pocket so I can help get this stuff done. I love, I love it. There, it. There's some of you out there that are like, man, I'm just trying to make ends meet. I know what that's like. You know, it is it is tough. You know, the average house whole budget is $700 more expensive since since Biden has been in office. It's like expensive. Uh, but there's also some of you watching that you could single handedly do the $15,000 goal and you know it. Mm-hmm. You're like, oh, I'm in a position that <laughs> I, I could wish. just not I could just knock this out. And that is your gifting. Mm-hmm. Your gifting was I crushed this business in another area. And it's like, you know what? I can help, you know, be a little micro uh, George Soros for good over here and fund things and get them up. That's you know, you're point. that person. And so mm-hmm. uh, there's no reason why just with the reach of this audience, we couldn't knock that out, accelerate this process because the more people stop in their tracks and they're like a bucket of cold water, yeah. I had no idea gets them thinking. And maybe, maybe that doesn't make as big of a difference, mm-hmm. but it exercises and wakes up that muscle of like, what other areas of my life am I asleep at the wheel in? And I need to do my own uh, research and look Great into these things. Point. So, so Sean, thank you so much for the work you do. You're so generous, operate with so much abundance with your time, energy, and resources. And we are so honored to come alongside you. And we're definitely donating as a flyover team today to help push this thank thing you. forward. The one last thing to say to your audience too, if, if you're not on board or understand what's behind me or what I'm talking about, just do me a favor. Go, no matter what city you live in, okay, go to your downtown area, find that older looking building. Trust me, it stands out. There's not many anymore, especially they took a lot of Maui out. That's all I'm going to say. But go look. You will see there's something going on. Why is there a door starting on the bottom part? Oh, that's just a half a window. No, it's not. The building goes completely down. You, you can see it if you go walk around the building. You will be able to see remnants of a mud flood. And them covering stuff up. Sometimes they put bricks in the arches that are starting on the bottom of the building because they don't want anyone to go, wait, why is that the top of a door down there? What is going on here? Because if it, if there was a mud flood, again, I wasn't there, guys. It looks like there was. Sure. I wasn't. I'm not going to say, yeah, 100%. I wasn't there. But I see the remnants. I see the buildings have a new level. And that's why a lot of these old world buildings, you'll see stairs built up to a new door for your size human. You see it all the time and you see these doors, they're 30, 40 feet tall. We've, we filmed them. The, the door handles are 25 feet up on the door. Why would you build that in 1890 with donkeys? For who? Wasn't for us. It was built by someone else for them. They left it for us. Wow. And the Rockefellers and the, uh, the Masons and everybody came in and destroyed our true history, but we're going to bring it back. Man. Fascinating. Fascinating. All right, Flyover family, go to OWOfilm.com. Thank you so much, Sean, for your time. We really appreciate it. Our founding fathers evolved the idea that you and I have within ourselves the God-given right and the ability to determine our own destiny. But freedom is never more than one generation away from extinction. We didn't pass it on to our children in the bloodstream. The only way they can inherit the freedom we have known is if we fight for it, protect it, defend it, and then hand it to them with the well-taught lessons of how they in their lifetime must do the same. And if you and I don't do this, then you and I may well spend our sunset years telling our children and our children's children what it once was like in America when men were free.
doing there, Mom? Well, Wesley and I got all in the Christmas spirit after decorating, and we decided to make a naughty and nice list. And mm. I have to say, Avery, you're doing quite well. Really? So we're trying to decide who all we're gonna buy my pillow stuff for Christmas. You know, if you use promo code Flyover, you get up to 66% off when you go to mypillow.com. That's a great deal. Can't beat it. For the best night's sleep in the whole wide world, visit mypillow.com. Promo code Flyover. I'm excited to announce that we're having our biggest Christmas sale ever. You get our brand new six-piece My Towels for only $29.98. Or rejuvenate your bed with a MyPillow mattress topper as low as $99.99. Or how about MyPillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98? There's something for everyone. Duvets, quilts, down comforters, body pillows, bolster pillows, and so much more. Well, I know my pillow products make for the perfect Christmas gifts, so I'm going to extend my money back guarantee until March 1st, 2024. So go to mypillow.com now or call the number on your screen. Use your promo code to get huge discounts on all my pillow products. For example, you get our six piece towels for only $29.98, or get your very own my pillow bed sheets for as low as $24.98. It's our biggest Christmas sale ever. Get all your shopping done now while quantities last. Oh, my gosh. You need to have Sean back on for a conspiracy conversation. He's a, he's a thinker. And I, and I love it because <laughs> there's some parts I'm like, oh, come on, man. And then I'm like, oh, man, I didn't know that. But it, then I then I take those topics and run with them. So he, he makes for a great conversation. He looks at di- several different sides oh, of the movie. He looks at all of them. And we got we do, speaking of conspiracy conversations, we're doing a deep dive uh, this week with Trey Smith. If you've oh. never seen God in a Nutshell, um, he is he's a mix between, I would say, uh, uh, Professor uh, Emmett Brown from yeah. from Back to the Future and Indiana Jones, you know, because he's been the sites where they think Noah's Ark's at, and he's, he's got been skulls, you know, like with ne- elongated. He has nephilim elongated skulls. He yeah. has all this stuff, and so that'll be a great conversation. That's come out this Saturday morning at eight o'clock. So you're going to definitely want to uh, check that out. Yeah, we are so thankful for you all. Thank you so much for being a part of the Flyover yes. family, and thank you for your help on helping our Rumble channel. We are trying to get it to a hundred thousand subscribers by January, and we could really use your help. If you haven't followed us on Rumble, make sure you do. Share Please. with your friends and family. We do appreciate it. Do us a solid. It. Go there and hit follow. Yes. We bless you. We bless you to realize you were born for such a time as this. We bless you to realize your future is brighter than your past. Yes. And we bless you to wake up, speak up, and show up. Peace out, y'all. See you next time. We hope you've enjoyed this episode of the Flyover Conservatives podcast with David and Stacey Whited. Please subscribe, hit the notification bell, and leave us a comment below. Lastly, if you enjoyed today's podcast, share with those who came to mind. Be blessed and make it a great day.